beats in the East, you know, with the headline of Kofi Kingston's Brock Lesnar, I think was probably one of the worst matches, I would say, but at the same time, you know, if you watch that whole event, I think they had a tag match with uh, Dolph and John versus Kane and Wade Barrett, I think, something like that, but other than that, you had this match, you had uh, Tim Ballard Demon beating Kevin Owens to win the NXT Championship. Now they get the rematch, and it's going to be a ladder match. I'm like, okay, this match might be cool. But when I saw one episode that uh, Bailey had to see Becky Lynch to gain Owens and to throw against Sasha for NXT Championship in Brooklyn, and then the, the behind the scenes of that match, you know, going into it, that they were going to be one of the calling it. I was like, okay, I got to watch this. This is actually pretty something interesting. That means these two got something here. Depending on one hell of a match, one hell of a show, etc. So, you know, you get the match, they had these phenomenal interests, and I first, when I saw, like, when I heard Bailey's theme song, the music, all the colors, and uh, streamers, and, uh, you know, playable Bailey Buddies, I guess you want to call them, Virus Action Bailey Buddies. So, yeah, I was like, uh, this is a little bit too soft. You know, and if you talk to Baker, it's coming out with the um, Mercedes Benz and then um, having the disappearing guys next door her to the ring. That was actually pretty badass. I've never seen an instance like that in a while. And then they'd be let alone NXT itself. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. The crowd's hyping it up there. We're up in New York. You know, half kiss with Sasha Bailey. Like, okay, I think this is pretty, pretty cool, you know? I never thought, when that bell ring that matchup, from Sasha finish, might be really glued to see which woman will get the best of each other. Like, back and forth contest. You see, first Bailey did, and hands get injured, but I thought they could throw out the uh, steel strips inside the ring. You know, we got Stockton to the base game and stomping on the injured, taped up hand of Bailey. And, oh, man, it was so brutal. You know, Bailey had that number two place, and then she hit that poison on You know, I think I was going to top up on Stockton. And then his just move off Bailey Bailey. And I think the first time, I think Sasha kicked out, but I think the second time when she hit it, then she uh, got the uh, one, two, three. And I said, it was about almost 20 minutes. And I'll have, to, I'll have to say that that's the first time ever I have been really interested in watching NXT at that time, and let alone be intrigued by the performance themselves. Like, Bailey and Sasha make that night game with one hell of a match that we are still talking about to this day. And as one of the best worst matches in WWE history, you know, up in the generation. It's pretty amazing. And of course, you had the uh, other two, you know, the group of them the four horsewomen, Sasha, Bailey, Becky, and Charlotte. You know, you had Becky and Charlotte come out and join them. And I'm looking, like, Charlotte is the daughter of Rafflet. Shouldn't she be like the biggest platform? Like, you know, I, I, but again, you know, she was, she was a champion before she was with Sasha. Now she was Sasha losing the championship to Bailey at this point. So it's like, you know, yeah, not bad. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this post on this rivalry. Hopefully, they have more matches. Because thank God they did. I had to take over respect in October of 2015. And you didn't think anything could get any better than their match at Taylor Brooklyn. It gets way better. Because now this is an Iron Man match. Iron Woman match. You want to call it 30 minutes, but this was the first ever. No woman had to be the Iron Woman match at that point. And Sasha and Bailey were the first ones to do it. Pretty incredible. I love the whole thing I matched up. Probably one of the things you don't want to see wrestling, but it happened, and it's actually pretty cool. Like, Sasha, um, take one of the hair parades or hair bands of a little girl in the crowd who actually knows Izzy, you know, follows him on Twitter, you know. 
And then just Izzy as a little girl at that time and just her crying. That's kind of upsetting. You need to fans you watch at home. I I felt sorry about like wow, this is a real heel move. Like Sasha is playing her character as a heel superstar to a T. You know, smashing Bailey to the Elegant Tones at the stage. I think right in the beginning of the match up there and it's just pretty amazing. We took them back and forth. And I don't know if it was but I think it was a tie for us. I think, no, actually it wasn't a tie. Bailey had got the press ball within the last few seconds to get the win of the match and no second minutes and still be camping. So, pretty badass match. I got a match. Like, that's why I was like, damn, Bailey is a real deal. Like, this, is, this is incredible. <laughs> you know, it really was. And then, you know, from that point on, you know, she's just been for the chances of, like, different challenges. And so, the, you have that one upcoming superstar coming to the business. And at that time, in April 2016, Women's at the time had announced that NC TakeOver was going to Dallas, Texas on April the 1st, third WrestleMania weekend, for WrestleMania 32 in Dallas as well. But now you have this woman from Japan, it was Asuka, one of the most feared strikers of any Japanese woman ever. So, you think, okay, this is certainly probably by far the toughest challenge since Asuka for Bailey at NC TakeOver Dallas. So, you know, you get to the match there and Dallas. You know, AT&T Center, like, it's pretty, pretty amazing, you know. Pretty back and forth action, you know, opposite, uh, counter the Bailey belly, I believe, and then going for Ocelot, and just making Bailey catch up. That sucks that, you know, Bailey's time really lasted like about good seven, eight months, but still, it's pretty good for most part. She did a good job with champion. Uh, obviously, Ocelot was the better woman that night, and Ocelot was going to hold championship the next year to have so And so, she... Really, the chance was December 2017, and it went off to the main roster. But as far as Bailey goes, I gotta admit, like, during that first whole tournament and those few matches she got against, like, girls like Sasha and Asuka, it was pretty amazing. You gotta admit, like, I think at that point, NCC helped, she had helped elevate the NFC women's division for so long to the point where, you know, at that time, in 2016, there was nothing else for her to do, you know? This is what I was really intrigued. They had a draft that year for the uh, new era of WWE. You know, SmackDown moved to Tuesday nights live, and that was actually pretty amazing. I, I love it. SmackDown should be live every Tuesday night. So, it's like Stop Monday and Raw, you know, throughout every Monday night live, of course, that's never going to change. So, that's pretty cool. But then you had the rumors about some of the NXT superstars themselves, like Finn Balor, Alexa Bliss, uh, you know, all the other NXT superstars getting drafted with somebody else. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. That's these rookies that Tested out on the main uh, stages here. And it kind of sucked because uh, Bailey wasn't even drafted that year. And I was quite proud. Like, Bailey was kidding for a good long time. She had a really good run. You didn't tell me she's not going to the main roster. So I was like, okay, she's kind of confusing now, you know? So, yeah. But it's okay, though. You know, because we had to follow the following page view, uh, WWE Battlegrounds 2016, I believe. And it was heavily rumored, you know, for the tag team, I saw that I had to find a mystery. You know, partner to go against uh, Charles Flair and uh, Dana Brooke in that taxi match to kick off Battleground 2016. And it was really rude that Bale's going to be part of it. I'm like, this would make a lot of sense. This would be so cool. But you think, like, it's so much history between Bailey and Sasha going to team up. But little or no, they are actually really close friends in real life. So, yeah, Silas, you hear her song come out of nowhere, and, like, you know, she's Sasha's. You know, partner for the matchup there. It's going to be really cool. We're going to see three of the four, four horsemen in this matchup here. And, and it's pretty badass. It was actually a really good moment to see that. And that was actually Bailey's first 
WWE televised match at Battleground that year, and her and Sasha would get the victory to kick off that event. And it's just pretty cool, you know? So it's finally like, you know, you think it's yourself, you're really barely, a big Bailey fan, all those dudes and have finally paid off, and she is going to have much be the same as, you know, possible. It kind of seemed like that, but it wasn't. Um, you know, sadly, she would, you know, not be on TV that much after that. So I think she was in the whole month of August. I think probably in the beginning of September is when we started, you know, seeing her, you know, because she was, like, challenged. Then some of them actually Sasha and Charlotte at a um, class of Syracuse that year, a uh, social ball event for the role of the Syracuse. It was pretty cool. You know, okay, we're going to see, you know, Charlotte, Sasha, and Bailey in this matchup. You know, you got to think, it's going to be the better than some of match that happened earlier that probably was maybe between Becky, Sasha, and Charlotte. But, you know, I don't know. It was actually maybe equivalent to that. I don't think it was better because I don't think anything would be better than Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha. Sasha's match in Dallas that were created that year, but that was okay for the most part. You know, Charlotte ended up to retain over getting a victory over Bailey, so yeah, I was like, eh, okay, not too bad, you know. Uh, I guess that was the only thing that made her fall out of power shifting, really, because, like, she was talking with different divas, like Nia Jax and uh, Dana Brooke and uh, Naomi, and former other superstars in that roster, so I was like, okay, I guess. Hopefully, they don't demoralize her character just because she's not topic anymore by pinning her back to just lower car level, you know, superstars, I guess, but yeah, I don't know, it's pretty weird. But, I don't know, I guess you can't really talk much here and there in this day so, yeah. Thank God it was not the week. Around January 2017, she had finally got a match against, you know, Charlotte one-on-one, which you got, because I don't think these two had enough one-on-one matches in the speed to be vilified as one of their top matches for either one of them in the entire careers or so. But for the main part, you know, the war of that year was in Alabama, San Antonio, Texas. Pretty cool. You know, fought out a crowd of like 50,000 fans. You know, it's Rumble, of course. And it didn't get any bigger than the war Rumble at that time. So now you have one time match set between uh, Charlotte Bailey, one on one. Pretty good matchup. I think the match actually kicked off the event that year, too. Back and forth, and as actually one of their best matches, I would have to agree with Tina. You know, Charlotte did win match and did some hygiene for Dana Brooks, but you know, like, damn, kind of sucks. Is Bailey ever going to be a WWE Women's Champion? You know, it kind of makes you kind of question the limit. You know, is the uh, whole uh, hug gimmick starting to be too much for the fans? The fans not buying into it. It's like. You know, no matter how good your wrestling skills can be, if you're not wow in the crowd by spectacular entrance and like Charlotte Flair's every week on a weekly basis, then in my opinion, as a sports entertainer, you're not really going to get you're not going to get known as, as much as you want it to be. You know, so that's how I look at it from different wrestlers' aspects in their entire career. So, other than that, not too bad for most part. So. Thank God, you know, all that would change when uh, Bailey finally had gotten the match one-on-one against Charlotte Flair on Monday Night Raw in February. So, and that's what... Okay, ding-dong. Hello, everybody. Sorry about that. I got cut off. Thought I'd probably say the ding-dong hello. No, stealing this from Bailey herself, but since I ain't talking about Bailey, this whole episode dedicated to her, so... 
And so you can list this episode and give me a shout out and say thank you. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, back to all saying here about those here. I think I was talking about the championship win in February 2017 against Charlotte on Monday Night Raw. Pretty cool match. I definitely enjoyed it for the most part. And it was actually like that well deserved, well overdue for the most part. Her being the main roster and her being recognized as the top better, you know. I don't know if he was feuding also with Nia Jax at the time. We have set up a really unique fan of match between Sasha, Charlotte, Bailey, and Nia Jax from WrestleMania 37 in Orlando, Florida, under the Orlando Drive-In. So, one of my favorite and fun WrestleMania of all time to watch, so definitely that match was really good. <clears throat> and there was also a little bit of at that time, too, you know? So, of course, Nia Jax ends up getting winning in the first. And then Sasha eliminates second here, and it comes down to Bailey Charlotte one on one. Bailey hits the Bailey Bailey Charlotte to the top rope. Yes, one, two, three. Bailey is sure that she is not a championship champion at WrestleMania, and that she proved to be the three top women on Monday Raw at that time, and retains her Raw Women's Championship. And it was pretty bad. Pretty cool. <clears throat> what I happened after that is actually was pretty good. I was actually a very, very, well, I still am. A very big fan of Alexa Bliss, and to come down, she had transfer for SmackDown. Makes sense. We'll the SmackDown relationship on uh, Iverson Peter return to Naomi, her hometown. She jumped over to Monero Rock and immediately tried to get back to the top of her mountain by challenging Naomi for the raw material at WWE Payback. And this is really funny. Let me uh cut this off here, but uh, go back. This past Monero Rock, Monero Rock was in San Jose, California, the same arena. Where that would be payback took place in Bailey's hometown, where she lost Roman Champion Alexa Bliss, and Melissa Bliss winning her first Roman Championship. But the same past went around her life just happened there, and we had a made it up between the new Bailey and Alexa Bliss, and Bailey winning that match to get her justified uh, retribution, I guess, or payback in this case. But yeah, you know, that was going really hand in hand. So. Anyway, I got you know, I watched up for San Jose, California. It might make a lot of daily election book matches, but I don't mind. That was actually a pretty decent match at that time in 2017, so pretty cool, pretty badass for the most part here. Um, unfortunately, Bailey didn't really climb up the ladder too much, no in that regards. Uh, she had tried to get the chance back at singles that year against West uh, Wilson, a kind of sick match, something like that, but West Wilson ended up winning to retain her championship and. I don't know, at this point, I felt like, you know, watching Bailey himself lies the uh, province of that every during that time, and, you know, she did a good job, yeah, but, you know, to her, make her sentiment last, like, a good two months or so, and you gotta believe, is this, having seen the best of Bailey, is this Bailey gonna be, you know, better than we've ever seen before? Is this what we're going to see the best ability between her time in XT and her time with main roster? And like, wow, okay. And then it goes about the soon. I think Bailey herself might fade into obscurity, oblivion, or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I don't know. Pretty, pretty bad, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, throughout the whole year, I can't even remember what memorable match. Yeah, she is about the last point seven feet. You know? So yeah, it's pretty pretty weird. I don't know, but 
Let's uh, fast forward to uh, the beginning of 2018. Actually, let's go back to the historic announcement. Bailey was involved in this, too. But anyway, well, I actually went to this one. It was in Providence, Rhode Island, what used to be called the Jackson Center. Now it's called the Amp, I know. But anybody who's currently residing in Rhode Island, Rhode Island, like I do, Providence area, um, it's a weird name for a, a arena. An arena, you know, doesn't go to the top of the better. Now it's called the Amp, the Amica, the Amica um, Metro, Metro Pavilion, something like that. But I don't know. It's weird. The Dunk sound way better, of course. But yeah, back at that time, we called the Dunk Center. In 2017, I had gotten a ticket, uh, midsection for that uh, whole entire show, like that. So pretty cool. And at the end, Stephanie and Cole all women playing each other, making it. Historic first ever women's horrible match announcement. It was huge. That's probably at that that's time probably the biggest announcement before East Media even came around in New Orleans. So you know you're thinking like okay, all women are lost there. With also some surprises, but also returning legends. All three of them in one match. Miriam and Usman Holtzman, the both lost after the champions, will be in ring for the match. That's the man herself. Well, being commentating this match, it really does make it seem like the biggest match. You know, it's pretty cool because they won't remember Austin got to be in the swap for the Rumble event in 2018 that year, too. So, it's like, it's pretty badass, you know? And Bailey, I think, came around by 29? I don't know. Someone in the late 20s, but, yeah. Again, pretty badass match. She, you know, lasted a good amount of time, so it wasn't too bad, most of all. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And also, she made history because there was no that uh, even though she did win the robot, it won by Oscar, of course. But another history making announcement that she first that woman in the American team match is going to happen in Vegas in February 2018. And that she'll be one of six participants to fight for the Wild West title belt, less much about that time. So, yeah, you know, pretty historic announcement there. She did go to the next 12. And I thought it was pretty cool, though, because, like, everybody said for a long time that Bailey and Sasha are best friends, and especially Corey. Corey had elaborated in so much throughout the entire 2017-2018 that, oh, I thought she was going to stab her friends in the back. You know, Bailey should watch her back. She's going to get stabbed back with Sasha. I, I didn't believe that for one second. I mean, come on. But then it was pretty cool, because now, throughout the Little Champion matchup, you see Bailey turning back to Sasha and just, Fighting her out. But I think that point was to establish that the match is everyone's going to stop, not to break them up as a, you know, cohesive unit intentionally. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Corey Graves, I think, made match a little bit too fast at that point. But that's why I still think Corey Graves himself is a respectable uh, commentator. So, it's still one of the badass commentators every week on Raw. So, not too bad. So, yeah, that match up there. And that is another one. Of course, had a retainer championship inside that. In the Mason Chamber matchup, so pretty cool, you know, for the most part, pretty badass. And now we get to uh, Mania where Bailey is not even on the main card itself. They announced that woman's WrestleMania Battle Royal, which is a pretty cool idea because now you have some NXT stars, you had a couple of NXT stars like Bianca Belair was involved in the match as well. Saudi Dallas hurt for a couple of days televised match at that time, so. Yeah, like her and even Sasha were just like she and Becky were just featured in the car. I think Sasha was the only one with the four homes that was featured at WrestleMania, you know, that year. 
sound. You know, it was, it was, it was kind of disappointing. And again, you think if this is the best one we're going to have, they're going to have only just two or four of the top stars in Maxwell's media. I mean, all the women who have been in the Warner Bros. Kimber this past few months, you know, like, I don't know. I was, I was actually really going to start a doubt to over during that year. I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to drop the 22 years, you know. Well, and to be more, you know, I'm thinking, like, okay, you know, what made Bailey such a good popular star for the main event lock of NXT? You know, you go back and throughout that year, 22, you watch you take over with the current NXT roster, like Shayna Baszler, uh, Kyrie Zane, or uh, Eno Shirai, Candice LeRae, you know, Bianca Belair, you know, Kaylee Ray, you know, Rhea Ripley, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and you watch them like, damn, these are some badass women. Like, there's no doubt that the future women from the next season may roster for the future is heavily secure, you know? So, yeah, but what about the current superstars that were NXT that are currently in WWE? You know, you're thinking, like, women like Sasha Banks are barely not getting that recognition. You know, they were really the first ones that got started. Even maybe some of before Charlotte and Becky, you know? So, yeah, it was pretty crazy to see, but... At the same time, it's kind of, it just, again, makes you wonder, like, is this the best that's ever going to get for Bailey at that time? You know, because if you go down to list 2018, what other events or shows that may be really good? Any match that doesn't involve Bailey's hockey team against each other, I can't remember one match in 2018 that they weren't a tag team or singles matches, etc. You know, because I think one time, but that was in December. Actually, I don't think it happened December. I think it happened January 2018 where Bailey challenged Ronda Rousey for the World Championship on a Monday Raw episode. That, I think it meant that magnitude could have actually been on pay-per-view, but it wasn't. You know, I'm glad they say Sasha and Ronda Rousey were horrible for their team, but that was a bad, badass match itself, but he probably could have said Bailey on a yeah, TLC 2018 or a faster in 2018 or a little but it didn't happen, you know. So, Bailey was trying to luck in the Warren Bowl 2019, and it came out short again. So, you really think, like, this is legit probably the best we're going to get. I, I think at that point, I'm about to give up on the whole Bailey character entirely. Like, yeah, I don't think you can get any bigger than that. You know, until, like, okay, there were heavy rumors for a few months now, that WWE were going to make new women's tag team character belts. Which is pretty badass, you know, because there are a few women's tag team trios at the time. You had Absolution, you know, and, uh, you see, yeah, you had Absolution, you had the, the, uh, the Riot Squad, which that's one of my favorites. I, I still love the Riot Squad. I wish they were still together to this day, so, yeah, so it's pretty cool. And even NXT sometimes the channels are pissed, but there were a few NXT tag teams down there as well. So that's that, that honor will be decided in the first ever women's tag team chamber match. Hillary Clown and Tag Team that in the chamber 2019. So pretty cool event again, you know, and finally, you know, we see Sasha and Bailey win that match and become the inaugural women's tag team champion. That's pretty badass, well deserved, and actually it just helps them have chances on the run the way. Sadly enough, the powdering itself didn't last too long at WrestleMania. And each one from New Jersey, and each had of New York City that year. They lose it to the iconic. I, I don't regret the city one bit. 
So let me tell you something. They could have lost it. Imagine they lost to Natalia and they returned to Beth Phoenix. The DOM, the DOD, Steve the Doom. That would have been cool too. You know, for her to Beth Phoenix, long time coming, coming back. She's a legend in the business. Come camping. And that would have been a good comeback story. And they lost it to Tamina and uh, Nijak. There would have been a lot of heat on them. But, you know, I guess power over bronze, I guess. But to move to a faction that nobody expected to win at all, and seems to be fun and annoying, and their reach skills not really as good at that time. Yeah, Connie, Philly K, and uh, um, Kathy Johnson at the time. Well, Peyton Royce, sorry, after he's a real name, but her ring name, Peyton Royce, it's actually unexpected. It was actually one of the surprises that night left the main game, you know? And now you're thinking, oh, wow, these two annoying women are now the tag team characters. They'd be shocked and bailed. That's an upset. <laughs> Which, and I think if that wasn't upset, it really was. So straight up, you want to say they can't be You know? The only downfall that came out of that event that after these talking last night for a while, Sasha will go away for the next four months, about the entire summer of that year. And I guess this is mental health issues. It was actually made sense. But many people didn't know that at the time. Maybe we'll assume that he just walked out and never come back to WWE again, which kind of would have sucked. Thank God that didn't happen. That wasn't the uh, case in the scenario here. But what I would agree, some people say that's the best thing to have the Bailey, because now Bailey can focus on herself and her singles career, and which she did. The following Money in the Bank taping event that happened in Hartford, Connecticut, at the XL Center that that um that year later on that month in May of 2019, which actually was one of the best Money in the Bank of all time. Bailey will win the Women's Money Bank ladder match in the beginning of that show to capture Money in the Bank. And I was like, yeah, okay, I think we finally see the Bailey character get back on the grind, get back in the championship picture, you know? Pretty badass match for women, because Becky had to defend both her Raw and SmackDown Championships. One, against Lacey Evans, which she successfully retained against, and the SmackDown Championship against Charlotte Flair, in which actually Becky lost the match to Charlotte Flair, losing the SmackDown Champion. The name not Next thing you know, a minute later, Bailey's moving the kids. Bailey catches the money to make on Charlotte and wins the SmackDown World Championship in front of the Hartford, Connecticut crowd that night. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So I was like, finally, Bailey's champion again, and now she's SmackDown champion. Like, yeah, because at that point, she's been Raw World Champion, SmackDown Champion, the first time with WWE Tattoo Champions, and NXT World Champion. So Bailey was the official first Grand Slam champion in WWE history. It's also good to, like, have that and like it's pretty badass and Bailey it was again well deserved and I gotta admit it was well overdue. At some point, you know, they were gonna actually push that green light on Bailey and hit the rocket ship on her back and skyrocket her the shit out of her to the moon. And she deserved it. Popular character, popular woman superstar, everybody loves her. You know, the little kids love her, you know, come on, it just makes sense. But it's pretty badass. Again, not really because of her entrance and the way she connects with the fans, but come on, she has a really good ring skill. How can you not make her a fan? You know? It's like saying, uh, let's see, um, that Nikki Lyons is not going to be a world champion. It's not really she is. Trust me. You know? She is that kind of NXT. Watch NXT every Tuesday night on your thing. You know? So, pretty badass. Again. You know, we have Bailey now champion here, finally get that recognition that she deserves it. It's got a pretty good run. She just turned it against mostly anybody. You know? 
Well, the same match when Bailey won the World Championship was her and uh, Ember Moon at SummerSlam. Pretty badass match, you know. So back and forth action. It was pretty pretty cool. I, I love to see it, you know. This is where things got a little bit sketchy for me. So people are starting to notice a significant change about Bailey winning her. The way she won her match is how she's showcasing herself. I'm like, holy shit, I was trying to see a little bit of a hate in Bailey. Or people get too tired of Bailey or. I don't know what caused it. By the way, at the uh, um, Class of Champions 2019 event, where she had a defender chance against Tyler Claire, you know, which actually, I don't know. This was like a good, half good, half bad show. I don't know. But, you know, maybe I'll call it a good show for a little bit. Yeah. That's no, no, maybe a little bit. A little bit of both. Half and half. But Shaw had defeated Trish Stratus. In her hometown, Toronto, Canada, some time that year, and established herself as the dominant women's wrestler of all time. So, which, again, was a pretty badass match. You know, nothing taken away from there. So, pretty amazing. But then that match, Bailey had done some undeniable tactics to help her retain the championship. I guess that was where at Pac Champions. I'm like, hmm, this is questionable. I like it, but this is questionable. Like, this, this is a heel move. You know, so this was especially a move. And <coughs> anytime you see a superstar do such a heel maneuver or a heel tactic itself, and if he, uh, I don't think his parents going to change It's going to go from a, a cave to a heel too. So, yeah, so it's actually surprising. You never you think this is the last thing Bailey would do. Of course, I also got a rematch that, uh, so that year, it would end up winding up beating Bailey to become the new SmackDown World Champion. And you see uh, Bailey going to temperature zone and climb outside the ring. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be some payback here. I, I could be Bailey, like, you know, <laughs> well, we're going to change it here. And let it know, just a few days later at the event, we probably saw one of the greatest heel turns in the modern era right now that I've the first ever debut of SmackDown on Fox. On in October that time, after up main event between Charlotte Flair defending SmackDown championship against Bailey. Bailey came with the hoodie. She went to act and destroy our husband Plato. She went to his new music, a new hairstyle, a new ring attire, and a badass attitude. And was somehow tactically out wrestled Charlotte Flair, get the one, two, three, and become the new Raw champion. That is probably one of the greatest comebacks, greatest skill turns into a team. I think from that point on, that moment, Bailey became the role model, and Bailey's career took off into the heavens. Well, no, not heavens, but the sky. And she turned herself on top of that mountain where she has stuck her flag in there and dubbed her, you know, the. Uh, the heli uh Mount Rushmore here and that she never leaving the top. She's no letting kick off down that ladder. Pretty fucking incredible. You know, I, I loved it. You know, it's pretty badass. Like, you know, I think this is the champion trying to that all along. Like this is this gonna be the uh 2016-2017 fella run on champions, you know, a little bit. So it was pretty badass, you know. We love the music. I, uh, how how awesome is Bailey Teams on Deliverance by uh Jeff Rebel on uh Apple Music, Spotify, wherever music downloads you can find on there. It's pretty cool. It matches her song. It matches her unique, her persona, her character. 
you know, everything that you need to make a start of somebody, you know? Every time she'll take that mic, every week on SmackDown, and since she has to say, she can annoy you to hell, but you got to admit, it's pure gold and it makes sense. You know, it really does. She had many wins last year against the Wall Champion Becky Lynch and the NXT Women's Champion Tana Baszler. You must watch that match. Pretty badass match. She had speed with that way she had it at the time. Leading into one of most, they came to chance it there. Other characters, blah, blah, blah. She just turned it against, uh, even though her karma, you know, the blue hair saucer. Yeah, I'm going to say blue hair saucer. At the Heidi Pandemic, what's media? The Pandemic was from 36 in the uh, performance in Orlando. You know, thanks, Saucer. You see, you retain the chance of the next six pack down. So, you'll think, damn, who the hell has ever been to see Bailey for a championship? You know, the family defending against anybody's anybody, Nikki Cross, Mina, Selena, Dana Brooks, she has seen all of them. So, pretty badass. And the next thing you know, you know, at a few rules, Sasha makes the defeat. You know, um, Sasha makes the defeat of Oscar from the Raw Champions. So, both them, you know, with the Raw and SmackDown 1000 in their possessions, now during the pandemic, you can compare any show that you want. These two would also defeat Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and come to the Women's Championship. This is what made the Bailey character so cool. Right in the middle of the pandemic, she's putting on so many best matches every night. Now, and her and Sasha have all the women's title belts in the WWE on the main roster. It really doesn't get no better than that. The reason why I say this is only because when the last time you see a one superstar or a team of two superstars just take every active championship no matter if it's a male or female, in the entirety. Like, come on now. That's like a Roman Reigns and Bella status right now, you know? You know, sad to see look so McCoy having to go up the NXT Championship last night on NXT. And now the Bella line itself is back now in the sixth vote, but still, you know, there are dominators that I'd be like nobody's ever had in the past 25, 30 years. I mean, pretty badass, right? So now, you know, you get some of them. Event we never saw it coming. Element. This pandemic, some of them in the um, center was okay, but this time it was pretty cool for the most part. Had a pretty few good matches. Bailey ended up getting to see Oscar to retain her SmackDown Women's Championship, and then Oscar would defeat Sasha Banks to win the Raw with title. So, and then sooner or later, these two would actually start the just getting to nerves so they'll start losing the women's tax and cancer belts and then they would just left her in her smack on the title belt. You know? Soft Banks would get injured, now that for SmackDown in September, Bailey would turn on Soft Banks and injure her more to mature her out of action for a quite some time here. This will lead to probably one of the best talent fun matches in recent memory between Sasha Banks and Bailey at Hell in a Cell in October 2020. This is around the time I exactly started doing my podcast, so uh, almost two years anniversary from the new podcast, so pretty badass. But yeah, you know, you, you would think that uh, yeah, Max's magnitude would get some competition and needed dessert, and it got plenty of that. We saw this talent fun match from Sasha Smith, then one of the best talent fun matches ever. Sadly, Bailey did lose the chance to Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks would become a smash on the for the first time. And, you know, Bailey would not really descend here because she did have that title for over a year. And, you know, it was pretty bad. I, I love it. 
you know, you're thinking, okay, Billy's going to probably take some time away. But no, she's still a part of the main roster. You know, she had a match last year, 2020, TLC. And, of course, she involved in the World uh, Rumble. No, actually, no, she wasn't. She actually was supposed to be, but then she had got injured. And, yeah, you know, Sally was temporarily on herself. And, you know, this was tough. Many people, and I'm going to ask a group of people, they always just have wrestled at WrestleMania 37. Don't know why it didn't happen. Just, it didn't really say nothing about her, you know, being injured. I think she said, well, there's something going awesome in any storylines or matches right now, which is kind of standard, but at the same time, it's like, damn. You know, kind of sucks a little bit. You know, someone said they'd uh, announced a ding-dong hello segment between her and the Bella Queen. This is actually interesting. This actually might say, make Bailey stay more irrelevant throughout, you know, time here. So, like, okay. Can't really matter. That's Bell Queen. You know, anything about Bell Queen is actually worth watching. So, they got the show, though. No, I'm just kidding. Bell Queen is actually pretty good. So, catch on E. You watch reruns on the Dungeon Network on Peacock. So, it's pretty cool. But, yeah. You know, and it ended up, you know, not being that way. And it involved a stupid person on Hulk Hogan with that parent is weird enough, but I guess they're pirating and it being a Tampa that year, so I was like, okay, not too bad. You know, she ended up getting knocked out by Mickey Bella and getting herself embarrassed, so I'm like, okay, it's not worth watching. <laughs> Thank God, after Bianca Bella had beaten Sasha Banks to win the Snapchat with Tampa in the main event WrestleMania Night 1 and WrestleMania 37, kudos to Bianca, one of the best matches of that year, would come back and you know, talent young for the title championship throughout the next few events, you know. Like wrestling the backlash. They had a pretty good match that time. Bianca still retained. And then Bailey, for the first time in less than a year, will step inside the Hell of again with Bianca in June of twenty twenty one. And you know, yeah, it was pretty bad after that. I swear God, when it comes to Bailey and Hell of matches, she actually does put on some of the best Hell of matches of all time. It's hard to be able to pour the house down that night. You know, and it's actually one of the, I think it's probably the best off on that last year, you know, better than the Rogue Rings and uh, Rings Tail. <laughs> I'm sorry. Even though I have a health match that happened off SmackDown, I kind of call that one of the worst health matches of all time. Really still got plenty of obliterated zombies, you know, which we all expect is going to happen. You know, and not taking away nothing from the Drew McIntyre's bubble last year off that. That off match was good. But I still think the Bailey Bianca match was a lot better, you know, in, in its own way. And this is the sad part, you know, Bianca did go off and then retain the World Championship, but they were supposed to have a schedule match. The return of the fans, for the first time being in the Sims for that event since the pandemic happened in March of 2020, they announced that Bailey would challenge Bianca in an I quit match to be set on the championship at uh, um, uh, 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 the final section. That was pulled due to Bailey's injury, which was serious, but kept on itself for over a year. So it's like, and like, damn, uh, I, I was sad because, for one, I was really sad to see that match. And now the run that's not going to happen due to barely having an injury. I understand she did, she pretty much carried that pandemic era throughout that existed on her back. Literally, it was probably one of the greatest runs ever. Probably almost as great as Roman Reigns' current run that'd be as the WWE undisputed wrestling heavyweight champion. So. You know, close to Bailey, I gotta, you know, clap for that because she gave us 
really how great of a certain series of matches, you know? So, if you wonder about the whole year, because I actually did, I wonder when going to come back. She was better than ever. So, if you're going to make her less a wrestler in the ring, you know? But thank God. Whew, thanks to our errors. Thanks to our answer to prayer by Triple H taking over that week due to this retirement in July of 2022. Bailey will return at some point at the end of the Bianca um, Becky match with Bianca retaining the Raw Championship. Bailey is back, but she did not come back alone. She brought the returning EO Shirai, who's now named EO Sky and Dakota Kai. Let me tell you this I will still go back and watch that moment. At this year's summer plan, and just seeing all three of them come back, it was pure genius. We got to thank Papa Triple H, you know, head of WWE right now for bringing those three women back. Amazing. And again, so few against superstars of like Bianca, Alexa, and Oscar, made even better, you know? They had the theme from that day, you know, Classic Champions called uh, We Got Power. I want to know if you guys seen that song because it's a pretty badass song. I like it. It fits the whole group routine. Naming that group Damage CTRL. Or, well, the abbreviation is damage control. Pretty badass group. And they were winning that match up there. The uh, next week on Raw, recently, which is last week, um, the Kota Kai and Yo Sky was to get the help of Bailey to win the WWE Women's Tag Champions. And now Bailey is currently currently scheduled against Bianca for the Raw Women's Championship at Disney's Extreme Review Saturday, October 8th. is going to be really cool. I hope they had a situation that match up there. You know, it's going to be pretty badass. I can't wait to see that match, so. But we think about it. You know, you go back and then listen to this podcast, or none. I mean, well, I highly recommend you should. You know, any of my episodes are really good, but as you watch back from the script from 2014, all we do now, let's just say that she deserves to be named the number one superstar of this generation of this ever in WWE. And it's just pretty amazing, you know. It really is. She has done so much in the division. She's a Grand Slam champion. She has done it all, you know. I think the only thing she hasn't done is one of the you know. If she does that, she would have won everything, you know. So, yeah, it's pretty badass, and I love it. I would say right now, Bailey's at the top of the women's division out in, and I'm pretty sure she's going to still make history throughout the next few years to come here in WWE, you know. Touch retired, of course, but hopefully it doesn't happen soon because I'm a big Bailey fan and I love to be Bailey on TV every week, so pretty cool. Oh man, that was fun. I mean, like talking about like a certain aspect of Superstar is pretty amazing, you know? It really is. Well, if you guys thought that episode was good, you are really gonna like this episode next week. Next week, taking a break from talking about last well, night, talking about WWE Tiley. But let's go on over on the AEW side because after what I watched AEW's Grandstand tonight, this man, one of this man, this, but this guy sick when I'm talking about podcast could be the new AEW world champion. Tonight, on the other day, like Grand Slam from Altair Stadium in Queens, New York, we're going to see John Moxley and Brian Danielson fight for the AEW world championship to see become champions. But next week, we are going to have some unscripted violence because we're going to talk about. Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. John Moss, next week on God at Heart Episode Wrestling. I know you guys are wanting to talk about a song, and we're going to have it. Finally, next week on Fault of God at Heart Wrestling, we are going to talk about the explicit violence of John Moss, please. It's for me. I'm going to have to pull this episode. It's going to be pretty badass, you know? 
yeah, we will talk about Tom WWE from the Shield, the WWE champion, the debut AEW, and become the AEW World Champion. You know, to me, pretty amazing. I hope you guys have a good rest of the day today. I have thrown this podcast episode. It's going to be cool. More bonus episodes to come. I'm not going to tell you when it's going to happen. I like things to be surprised sometimes. But, yep, you are going to like it. This is just the beginning, guys. You've got a whole too much schedule here to follow, and I'm going to make the best of it. Have a good Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your day. And don't forget to catch up on the latest episodes on God at Heart Wrestling, featuring a story to my Have a good day, everybody.